Romans chapter 5, and we're going to be reading a few verses of Scripture. Romans chapter 5. I want to just minister a simple truth this morning. Sometimes it's a simple truth that can be so profound. Romans chapter 5, we're going to be looking at a few verses of Scripture. You know, the 20th of July, 2014, was a normal day, just like any other day. Um, it was seven days earlier. I just turned um, 28, I believe it was, 2014. It was just a normal day around the world also. Things were happening, as you'd expect. But the 20th of July, 2014, a man by the name of Patrick Sawyer, he was a, a Liberian-American, a Liberian-American diplomat, he landed in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, and for those of you that know the airport there, it's a very busy airport. There's nothing special about people landing. They land there every single day. People land there every day going into their uh, various destinations, maybe coming back home, maybe going somewhere else. Uh, uh, but they landed. He landed there. And the, the difference between him was when he landed, he landed with a bit of a fever. He had a temperature. He was uh, sweating, um, and as he landed, it got progressively worse and worse and worse. He came from Liberia, and uh, they, they, they asked him, uh, you know, is everything okay? And he says um, he's just feeling a bit feverish, and um, it was getting worse, so much so they had to take him to First Consultants Medical Center in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, and as they continued to treat him, he just kept getting worse and worse. And they realized where he had come from, and they asked him a question. They said, listen, have you been in contact with anybody that's been ill or sick? Uh, for those of you that remember the kind of time period, maybe you remember this. Uh, there was an outbreak in certain countries of the Ebola virus. Who remembers that? So they, they was asking him all sorts of things. They were saying, uh, have you been in contact with anybody with Ebola? And, uh, and he said no. Um, he actually lied. He had his sister had that. He said no. Um, but as they started to see this, they started to uh, uh, take precautions. That particular uh, doctor who was seeing uh, um, him took precautions. Uh, they quarantined him, took a test, and it turned out it was Ebola. And the reason I say that is because when they found out it was Ebola, everything changed. Because uh, people were concerned, it became, a small thing became a major thing because uh, Ebola had been taking people out in other countries. The outbreak went of it. In my mind, it was just a distant memory. Um, I didn't really see uh, massive things because of what happened here in Nigeria. Because uh, Nigerian people are one of the most traveled people in this, uh, on this earth. They go everywhere. <laughs> I don't mean that as derogatory, but listen, I can go to any country in the world and find Nigerians. Listen, it's a blessing. Hey, God bless you. Um, I've been to South Africa. Uh, one of the first person I met was a Nigerian. Uh, I went to uh, Australia. I was like, surely the other side of the world. No, but hey, hey, praise God, there's a massive Nigerian fellowship there. Amen. Listen, it, so I say that because everybody was concerned. You had the World Health Organization was concerned. You had a, a high officials in the US, they were concerned because all of a sudden they realized that no matter how diverse people are and how far away people are, we are actually very connected. 
We can speak a different language. We can live thousands of miles away. But mankind were actually very connected. And they understood the danger because if Ebola was able to come out of where, uh, uh, from this man, it would spread to other countries. It would be a global pandemic. Now, we understand what global pandemics are like. We've experienced that. It shows the connectedness. And it was actually amazing what happened in this time. Uh, in 93 days, they were able to contain it. And they were able to be cleared as clear. The whole country was cleared from Ebola. Really because of what these wonderful men and women did in First Consultants Medical Center. They contained it. I believe there was about eight deaths from Ebola. The doctor herself who was uh, uh, tending to the woman, tending to the man, sorry, she lost her life. A few other people lost their life. But there was able to contain it and uh, the world actually commended uh, those brave men and women in Nigeria who was able to contain it because they understood if this got out, uh, listen, it has the potential to cross cultural boundaries and be a problem for all of us. And I say that because uh, I want to let you know with all the countries that we spoke about this morning, all the countries that are represented here this morning, uh, listen, we are far, there is a diversity, but there is a problem that can affect all of us. I want to read out of Romans chapter 5 uh, as we look at a sermon of entitled, One for All and All for One. Romans chapter 5, we're looking at verse number 18. It says, Through one man's offence... Judgment came to some men. Is that what it says there? No, okay. So through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. It says, even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, and also by one man's obedience, Many would be made righteous. I want to look firstly with you. Our text refers to all men. And we understand the word behind that is not just talking about men in the house. You ladies are just free, can turn off. No, no, no. It's talking about mankind. It's talking about human nature. The Bible says that through one man's offense, judgment came to all of us. And I find that fascinating because when you look at the earth, you look at the world that we live in, there's over 900, sorry, 195 countries in the world, depending on who you talk to. Some people recognize countries. Some people don't recognize countries. If you were to add territories as well, the number jumps up to about 241. And there's all sorts of differences there. There's difference in climate. There's a difference in terrain. There's different laws. Listen, we drive right here on the left. You go to another country, they drive on the other side of the road. There's different languages. Uh, when you look it up, I believe there's up to or even over 7,000 different languages spoken on this earth. I find it fascinating. You go, there's different types of music. Now, I love music, and I just love the fact there's different types of music. Some people, if they want to celebrate, they might take out the bongo drum. Come on now. Some people don't want to celebrate, they might take out the guitar, they might take out the flute, the harp, but there's rhythm, there's different flows, there's different types, different genres, there's different fashion. Just look around today, people are dressed in different fashion, different colours, there's different things going on, there's different food around the world. Come on now, that's my specialty right there. 
All sorts of different tastes and spices and so on, uh, different uh, 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 flavors going on. Uh, it just fascinates me uh, how there's so much difference, so much diversity in the world. Uh, but despite all the diversity, there are some things that connect us all. Despite all the differences, there are some things that brings us into a common denominator. There's things that brings us into one kind of a group. And I want to talk about those this morning as we celebrate International Sunday. The first thing is our origin. You've got to go all the way back to Genesis to understand where this all began. Genesis chapter 1, verse number 26. Bible says, Then God said... Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created the male and female. He created them. Now that's crucial to understand because we all, not just one type of person, not just male, not just female, we are all created in the image of God. And I say that because there is a phenomenon going on in the day and age that we live in where people start to not like what they see in the mirror. Come on, they wake up in the morning, people with lighter skin wish they had a little bit of darker skin, just a little bit darker. People with short hair wish they had long hair. Come on now, people with straight hair said, let me just curl it a little, 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 little bit. People with all sorts, the list can go on and on and on and we're, we're consumed with how we look. Can I tell you that you were made in the image of God? Can you say amen in this place? He made you how he made you for a reason. The psalmist wrote in 139, verse number 14, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. The next time you look, at, you look and you think, oh, I need this, I need that, just remember that verse, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. In over 7 billion people, there's not another person just like you. Even if you have a twin brother or twin sister, you are still unique. There is something individual about you. There's something that when he, God made you, He says, listen, I'm going to make you like this. And no one else is going to be made like this. But we're all, although we have differences, we look different, our origin is the same. God says that He created all of us in His image. So no matter how far apart we live, our origin is the same. Our origin is the same, but also our problem is the same. You see, in our text, the Bible says, Through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. You see, Romans 3.23 says this, says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. No matter where you come from, No matter where you reside, the Bible says all of us have not made that mark. There is a problem. It's like a virus that infects all of us. It's intriguing that you can go anywhere in the world and they all have prisons and some of them are full. Come on, you can go anywhere in the world and we have precautions. Listen, the same old sin you see in every uh, culture in the world because it's like a sin, it's like a virus that connects us all. We've all, uh, uh, judgment has come to all of us. So that is our problem that we all have is human nature. How many know a child, if you're born in Japan or if you're born in Jamaica, if you're born in Brazil, you don't have to teach that child how to be selfish. It's within them. 
You don't have to teach that because there is something that connects us all. There's a fallen part of us that we all share. No matter where you go, there is this fallen nature that we all have. And that's what connects us is human nature. That problem is what brings us together. That problem what shows us to, uh, that we are made or we're cut from the same cloth. And it's through one man's offence, judgment came to all of us. You know, many times I'm on the streets and we're evangelising, we're speaking to people. Uh, uh, people try to profess, uh, uh, listen, I'm a good person. And my response to them is always the same. I was like, bro, I don't know you or sis, I don't know you. But one thing I do know is that you're not good. <laughs> Come on, you may have done some good things. Hey, I, I'm, not, I'm not preferring either. You've done some good things. You've, you've, you've taken part in some good things. But all of us have fallen short of what the Bible calls goodness. All of us have fallen short of what the Bible calls the standard of God. If we're all honest, all of us need to raise up our hands saying, listen, I've done something wrong. That's our problem. We all share it. But also what brings us together is not just a problem. I've not just brought you all here to depress you, to say we're all bad, we're all sinners. No, I've brought us here to say, yes, we have a common problem. Yes, we have something that's common to man. In 1 Corinthians 10, it speaks about a temptation being common to all of us. In, in, in other words, the things that we go through, the things that we're trying to fight against, all of us have that kind of issue, have that problem. But there is a way out. Can you say amen in this place? There is some good news to the problem that we all have. There's some good news that the problem we all share. So condemnation comes despite diversity, but so too does justification. In our text, we're told that through one man's offence, judgment came to all men. But we're also told in our text that through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in the justification of life. That's the good news to you and I this morning. The good news is that through Jesus Christ, you can be justified. Doesn't matter where you come from, if Jesus Christ is your Lord and personal Saviour, you can be justified and it can be just as if you didn't have that problem. Doesn't matter if you speak a different language, doesn't matter if you wear different clothes, if you look different, if Jesus Christ is your Lord and personal Saviour, you can be justified. The slate can be wiped clean and I love the fact that Jesus Christ didn't just come for one type of people or one group of people. I've heard people tell me this religion is for a certain group or it's for a certain race. No, the seed that God promised Abraham was to bless all nations. It wasn't just to bless one type of nation or one type of people. Whatever nation you come from this morning, can I tell you, the Saviour Jesus Christ came to justify each and every one of us. You can speak whatever praise in whatever language it is, but as long as the praise goes to Jesus Christ, that's where justice justification comes. Let's give him praise right now in this place. Thank you, Jesus. I thank God that we can do things different, but as long as Jesus Christ is the center, listen, we're all heading to the same place. You know, I've had a privilege to travel to a few different churches, um, and uh, I find it fascinating that uh, uh, there's many things that are done differently um, so I remember a point where a few of us from the Derby Church, we went to a church in the Netherlands. 
Um, there's a whole group of us that was all young. Um, I don't believe I was married. None of us were married then. Was all there, was doing a gospel concert there, was evangelizing on the street, speaking English. Some people didn't understand the word we were saying, but we, we mentioned Jesus. That changed everything. They knew exactly what we were talking about. But I found it funny because we went to church this Sunday morning and, and we all took up the front row, the whole front row. We took it up. And when it came time for praise and worship, just like we do today, we're singing praise and worship. We got on our feet, was worshiping God, was doing these, these kind of moves. It was, it, was, it was praise God, was having fun. But we realized the praise and worship leader was looking at us a bit weird. Like he was just, he was singing, but he was kind of like looking at us. And we was like, we were singing, looking at him saying, what, what's the problem here, bro? We're trying to praise God. So we just carried on doing what we're doing, standing, doing our things, a few people doing a dance move. Um, and he just kept looking at us weird. Right at the front row, it's like, okay, this is getting a bit odd now. Why are you looking at us like that? And um, we turned around, the whole church was sat down. <laughs> Where am I? What is this? It, it was odd. We were there praising God, clapping our hands. Everyone was sat down behind us. It was okay. <laughs> so we sat down. <laughs> and the oddest thing happened. We sat down, and then when they moved to the last song, everyone stood up. It was like, where is this? What's going on here? Where's the cameras out here? Because people do things different, but one thing that united us, we were singing praises to Jesus Christ. Listen, some people sat down, some people stood up, some people were clapping, some people weren't, but we're singing praises to Jesus Christ. Can you say amen in this place? So things were different, but Jesus Christ was the same. And I thank God for that. And we see that around the churches. People do slightly different things, and I'm okay with that, as long as Jesus Christ is the center of our worship. Because uh, when we realize that, yes, there's going to be differences, uh, uh, we're sitting side by side by people that are different to us, uh, it is a picture of heaven. I love this verse in, Rome, in Revelation chapter 7, verse number 9. This gives us a glimpse. Uh, we know that Revelation was uh, revealed to, to John as he was in exile, and he saw many things about the end times and so on, uh, but he also got glimpses uh, of, of what God wanted to show. Uh, and here in Revelation chapter 7, verse number 9, the Bible says, and, this th- and these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could number. Look at this, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and the Lamb. I love that picture because it gives us understanding of what heaven is going to be like. When we look and we see the multitudes, we're going to see people of all sorts, people of different nations, people speaking different languages. We're going to be worshipping Jesus Christ, the Saviour of the world, in our own language. We're standing next to somebody who's going to be speaking Spanish, standing next to somebody who's going to be speaking Swahili, and we're going to be praising God, lifting up the name of Jesus Christ, not looking, saying, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? But understanding we have brothers from different mothers. Can you say them in this place? Understanding we have sisters from different misters, and we're going to be in unity, because 
Jesus Christ, though we are diverse, though we are spread out, brings us into one family. So under Jesus Christ, we are one body. Under Jesus Christ, we are one family. And we can do that together. Listen, you don't have to look the same as me. I celebrate the differences. I celebrate the culture. But as long as we look to Jesus Christ, the Savior of the universe, we can be justified and it can be one for all and all for one. Who looks forward to seeing that in heaven in this place? Come on now. The Bible is a book of whoever's. And I love it because it is so inclusive. Mark chapter 3 and verse number 35 says, For whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister. Whoever. Wherever you come from. Look at John 12 verse number 46. It says, I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. Come on, that doesn't leave anybody else. He's saying whoever. And look at this in Acts chapter 10, verse number 35. It says, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. Because you know, in society, we have uh, the uh, capacity to exclude people. We have the capacity because people are different to not kind of associate But here the Bible says that whoever fears him is accepted by him. In other words, listen, we have the, or we should have the capability to accept everybody, no matter where they come from, to accept everybody, no matter what tongue they speak, as long as, the Bible says, we fear him, we will be accepted by him. That's the thing that brings us together. So I love the fact that I can look out at this crowd and I can see diversity. I love that because we're here because of one reason, because Jesus Christ came to unite us all. Jesus Christ came to justify us all. And we need to recognize that celebration celebrate the, the, the diversity we have, but also celebrate the unity that we can have in Jesus Christ. Nothing else does that. Nothing else brings together. Everything else separates, but Jesus Christ brings together. Jesus Christ unifies, and long may that continue. I can't wait to the day I'm in that number, and I see us all clothed in white, and all of us are now focused on the one that brings us together, focused on Jesus Christ, because without Jesus Christ, listen, we'll be out doing all sorts of nonsense, all sorts of sin that was put on upon us by one man, but that one man, amen, Jesus Christ, uh, the God in flesh, he took on frail humanity that he could come be a part of us, that we can be unified. Don't you thank God for the gospel of Jesus Christ in this place? It is the gospel that has to be preached to all the nations. So the Great Commission, we understand that. We understand that Jesus Christ gave his disciples a mission. And the mission was to go and preach the gospel to the Jews only. Go and preach the gospel just in Israel. No, go and preach the gospel just to those people in Ghana. Because those those Ghanaians, they need the gospel. No, 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 no. Go and preach the gospel to all nations. That's the rescue mission. It was the rescue mission back then, and it's still the rescue mission today. The gospel of Jesus Christ is for every single one of us. And though we may speak 
different language. Though we may look different, we should be unified. So today, as we celebrate today, we're going to celebrate with the cultures of the world, the foods of the world, the music of the world. Let us remember what actually, although we're very different, what actually brings us together, and that is the power of what Jesus did on that cross. I'll read our scripture again. It says, through one man's offense, judgment came to all of us, resulting in condemnation. But even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification. For as by one man's disobedience, we were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, we will be made righteous. By one man's obedience, we all are made righteous. One for all and all for one. I want to pray this morning. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes in this place this morning.